Um, yeah, so they produce guns that look like pointing fingers, and the petulant kid finger bangs Sabrina and her hat off. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I was just drinking some water then. <laughs> what, do you, what do you have a problem with, Chris? <laughs> finger bang. That's what she did. She she got the finger gun and she banged uh, banged Sabrina with, and a, and a hat came off. I genuinely had just taken a big gulp of water. If we were recording in person, your living room would have been soaked. So they produce guns that look like pointing fingers and the petulant kid figure bangs Sabrina and her hat off. Uh, after a cowardly plea from Salem, Sabrina eventually arrives at a dead end because the the end that she's trying to escape, escape from has been blocked by that bloody nice Willy's, uh, nice Willy's uh, wagon. <laughs> it's not nice Willy. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Finger bang, finger bangs her hat off and now it's been blocked by the nice Willy. What's his name? I, I don't know, Phil, but this is a carry on up the Old West. <laughs> it's not fucking nice it's Willy. Sweet Will. Finger bangs, nice Willy's. Sweet Will, sorry. Just, it has Fuck turned very you. carry on very quickly, isn't it? But yeah, um, so, so yeah, so what, what's his name? It's not nice Willy, sweet Will. Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three placid pig-headed prospectors review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Well, we're going to be picking at it and digging at it and we'll see what sort of gold we find. Spoiler alert, there's none to find in this episode. But before we do crack into that, we might as well enjoy, uh, enjoy, well we can enjoy us, but we're also going to introduce us as well. Uh, my name is Phil Dean, I'm your host and your guide through this uh, rather dank and dark cave that we found ourselves chipping away for some uh, for some good old nostalgic Sabrina. Uh, but I'm not alone, I'm joined by uh, one of my fellow prospectors, his name is Graham Riley. Hello Graham. Check this. Howdy. Oh, I like that one. Oh, that was nice. Uh, how you doing, my friend? Done my research. Um, I'm dying of syphilis. Okay, okay, but we'll, 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 stop, we'll stop the whole Western Western thing now. Um, oh, well, that's to do with Western. I thought that was just um, a, a, a fortunate event I was, I, was in your Western, life. I was just doing a Western bit. Um, I'm fine. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I had a, had a, had a pretty, 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 pretty nice relaxing uh, day. Um, on the it was I think like four degrees outside so it wasn't fucking going out there but it was nice and we are we are recording this um two days away from uh, sorry three days away from your birthday um so Graham did you think we'd still be in season four by the time you hit thirty one no I didn't and uh, you reminded me today that uh, this uh, time last year we were in Switzerland uh, looking at people wearing masks and being like <laughs> bit of an overreaction <laughs> um so uh, yeah we were very uh, lucky to come back clean. Yeah, we're doing we're doing we're doing doing a lot of lot of self reflection at the moment as we hit the year anniversary of of lockdown. One thing I'm going to ask you is I've realised there's a question I've always wanted to ask you, Graham, and I never have. Um, I don't think I've actually ever asked you this ever in life, never mind on the podcast. So I might as well do it here. Um, so, Graham, uh, what have you had for your tea today? What did I have for my tea today? I had a shepherd's pie. If you must. Lovely. It was very nice. It was very nice indeed. Um, and I'm joined by another dish. By the name of Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. Hello, Phil. I, 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 I was tempted with some Western jokes, but then I thought, nah, better not. Do some Eastern jokes instead. <laughs> I'd rather not, mate. Uh, Chris, uh, when's the last time you skipped? I skipped down the school corridors in November with my uh, wonderful partner. I can't say, sorry, sorry, I can't say I attempt it very often, but I'm pretty certain I can't skip. 
I don't know. You you have a thing, Graham. I remember you, you telling me this. Sometimes when I don't know if it's in general or when you just drink, uh, but sometimes there's a little bit of energy that you need to get out of you, and sometimes it turns into like a little jump or something. Or uh, so I, I've seen I've seen you skip a few times. I, I will run and jump, and sometimes even like click my heels um, when I'm drunk. Um, but I, I don't think I skip. I, I feel like I've never skipped in my life. Oh. I cer- I certainly sucked at the older skipping race in the, in the primary school sports day i can tell you that <laughs> nice i i've definitely skipped recently i've skipped leg day i've skipped uh, uh belly day arm day everything um oh, we've, we've we've skipped life haven't we in this past year let's uh, let's talk about something a bit more uplifting because what we've been talking about is neither here nor there uh where we are talking is in fact uh we're, we're basing ourselves in about 2000 uh talking about uh, sabrina the teenage witch in particular season four episode 19 called the wild wild witch uh open brackets wiki wiki war um uh, close brackets um so in this episode uh, sabrina is kind of against all rules she wants to live in her own unruly um uh, just world away from all those damn bloody rules i'm saying rules a lot because they say rules a lot in the episode um and it basically comes to terms that uh, you need rules sometimes and she's been a, a bit of a, a bit of a horrible little girl um so gentlemen did we enjoy this episode before we do uh, jump straight into it i mean i i was i was slightly disappointed that um kenneth branner didn't show up um but other than that it was it was okay it was more. I feel like it was more of an after-school special than a Sabrina episode. Was Kenneth Branagh in Wild Wild West? Yeah. Oh yes, he, played, he was. Uh, he was Eyeless Loveless. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played the evil dude. I thought it was Kevin Klein. No, Kevin. No, Kevin no, no, Klein no, that, is. That, that was. Is, Oh, Kevin Klein's the, 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 the yeah. psychic, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yes, yeah, it's Kenneth Branagh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one thing I want to say, obviously you were saying you were disappointed about Kenneth Branagh not being in this episode. Has, has that kind of been an underlying thing that you've been asking for through all of these almost 100 episodes of Sabrina we've had so far. Is that why you've been scoring quite low? Because none where's of them Kenneth, have had Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, where's there? Kenneth Branagh? Oh, no, not at all. I absolutely loathe Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> he speaks very highly of you. Um... But why, why, why are you gutted that he wasn't in this one, despite you uh, seemingly absolutely hating the shit out of him? What did Kenneth Branagh do, what did Kenneth Branagh do to you? Uh, destroy Shakespeare. Destroy Shakespeare. Wow. Hell of an accusation. And Poirot, let's not forget that. That is that is a lot more of a arguable term. I think Shakespeare can survive a few bad Kenneth Branagh adaptations, but uh, I think he did some very bad damage to Poirot. Yeah. yeah. I know you're listening, Ken. Um, yeah, kind of buck up your ideas, pal, please. The past few episodes, at least, you know, half a dozen or so, have been all right. Um, and, I, yeah, I feel like with you, because yeah. th- this was this a bit was, of like an another, afternoon say, special but... episode, this one, I think. Um, but, you know, again, just a bit of a silly, just one episode story kind of wrapped up, and I think and it, it, it was just, just a bit of a just nice old weekly silliness, I think. I would tell you what I liked, and that was a change of scenery. Oh, a, a huge change of scenery. Bit of Bit of location shooting. At this stage of the game, when we have seen so many episodes, we have seen so much go on in the Spellman House and in the corridors of Westbridge High, it's nice to get out, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and and when we can't get out ourselves, it's particularly nice to get out, to live vicariously through uh, the Spellmans uh, gallivanting in the Wild wild West. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's a bit of horsing around in this episode as well, oh. a bit, bit of action as well. Yeah, you can't... Not, not underrated when you talk about hundreds and hundreds of episodes of the same show. A bit of variety doesn't go amiss. Yeah, and it was, it was, it was, it was again, just a bit of silliness. You got all the main cast wearing, you know, 
costumes for a little bit you know they're all putting silly voices on or saying silly things and yeah it's a it's wonderful to see um yeah these characters portrayed slightly differently and just a nice set something nice to look at and uh, yeah i think it was it was all around quite a quite a fun episode i think really so we, we might as well giddy up that's that's something that they they say i believe exclusively we shall saddle up that's... and ride on off into the sunset the sunset in this case being a review of this episode. Uh, the episode opens on Zelda with her nose stuck in a book, but fortunately for Graham and his fear of body horror, it's not a literal visual gag. She's just she's, she's just got her face in a book, that's all. Uh, meanwhile, Sabrina should have perhaps had her nose stuck in her school book as she's up most of the night planning the senior sleigh ride instead of studying. So yes, another, another obsessive senior events, just like we had senior skip day uh, last time around. I was so scared, Phil. I was so scared that this was a Christmas episode <laughs> when the sleigh ride was mentioned. I was like, oh, God, not a, not, not a Christmas episode. Not now. Fortunately, not no, the case, I mean, but. I mean, sleigh, sleigh rides aren't, I guess, exclusively Christmas. Um, but yeah, there was still that fear of that it was going to jump in. I mean, I, I, I'm with Graham. When I heard sleigh ride, I was like, what the fuck? And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've watched the episode today. I don't recall the sleigh ride. No, they, they they never see it. They just bring it up about two or three times. But no, I mean, as as that old saying goes, you know, you know, a sleigh is forever, not just for Christmas. So, um, you know, you, you need you needn't have worried. I don't think, gentlemen. What time of year are we meant to be in here? Um, but we had we had Valentine's um, a few episodes ago, so we're firmly in spring. I'd say March. I think maybe uh, mid. Mid to late March, maybe. Okay, just it's kind of just another tool, just to remind us that yes, Sabrina is in her senior year. She is coming to an end of her of her school career, you may say. Um, so uh, yeah, so that'll be uh, something that I no doubt will will continue uh, in the in the closing episodes. Hilda and Zelda both tell her that whilst living under their roof, she has rules to follow, such as homework comes first. Sabrina storms off, but not without tearing their roof off the house. Oh, the frigid wind of teenage rebellion. Um, but uh, yeah, we get to the titles, and as we do at every point of this episode uh, of this season, rather, we like to fill in that gap that we we have we have missed uh, over the last couple of seasons, and that's the title gag sequence. Because at the start of every episode, we like to come up with our own gag uh, based on the episode, based in a costume potentially to do with the episode as well. Um, this episode, it's my go, gentlemen. So you know it's going to be awful, um, and not even awful in a oh, Phil, that was awful, just in a you shouldn't have said anything kind of way. Um, so. So imagine, guys, right, right, so there's costume change, costume change, costume change, as you come to expect. Um, she's dressed as a cow person. Um, I've put cow person, I don't mean... Like, a POC, a person of cow. A person of cow, yeah, yeah, I don't mean like, you know, she, she's a she's a cow that's walking on, you know, who's wearing clothes, that sort of thing. It's it's That would be funny, though. Maybe I should have done something based on that. Uh, but no, she's a cow person. Um, she stared at, stares down the lens, the camera lens. She quick draws a set of car keys from her pocket. A car unlocking sound plays, and she says, Audi partner. Yeah, you're right. It would have been funnier if she was dressed as a cow. If <laughs> she was a cow in human clothes. Uh, but, you, you know, Audi, car, and howdy oh, partner. Yeah. You get it. It's, it's the, yeah, I get, I get, I get, I get the, the, the strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I, under, I I understand it. It 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 works. I'm not saying it doesn't work. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of the titles, uh, Chris, did you watch this on on Daily Motion much as I did? 
No, 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 no. On, on, on the Prime. Oh, right. I said it's on Prime. Or did you buy the episode? Mm. Mm. I'm such a tight bastard. <laughs> um, but because I, I yes, I did watch this on Daily Motion, um, and I, again, I think this is to kind of avoid copyright and things. It was slowed down ever so slightly. Um, the theme song at 0.75 uh, speed, <laughs> positively demonic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I think. I um, what I'm gonna do is I will I will play it and see what people think. But what, did you, did you have a sort of sense of dread? Or something, you know, are you gonna sleep tonight? Is really what I want to ask. Graham. Well, mass chanting in particularly at a slow tempo never means anything good, does it? No. no. So we're in the canteen uh, where Harvey is working on giving himself diabetes as he pours sachets of sugar into a glass of water. A rebellious act to his football coach's strangely non-criminal advice of minimalising his soda intake. Um, I guess that's one one point for progression for the coach. <laughs> it's it's unrealistic advice, though, that's led to Harvey kind of like taking it in a very strange way that is harming his health. So his coach is still causing him... Causing him grief by making these demands of him. So no, they just, I, 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 just, I they just have less soda, so he's just drinking cups of uh, water just with the uh, sugar in them. But yeah, no, I think yeah, that's fuck definitely off, fuck off, coach. You're not you're not the boss of Harvey. You can drink as much soda. <laughs> I as think you that's, want. that's that's a different side for coach. Maybe you know that's that's a progression point to consider. I know how much Chris loves progression. Um, Mrs. Quick rocks up asking Serena for her news article, which alongside her calculus homework just ain't been done. And it doesn't end up getting done due to a shift at where, Chris? Uh, uh, beans, beans, beans. <laughs> uh, beans, beans, beans. I mean, it may it, it, it may as well be called that. Um, just before I move on, guys, serious note, um, this is the last time we see Mrs. Quick in Sabrina. Really? I was about to say that. Yeah, I I, uh, I stumbled across that on Wikipedia. Yeah, very very sad. Though to be honest, she's been kind of. Did we have a whole season without her, and then she's just kind of made select appearances this time? Like it feels like it's been a, it's it been a very like long this goodbye. This season, we've seen some really good performance of her, and then kind of not in it for for like a large stretch of episodes. Then again, very very similar to Mister Craft, really this um this season. That goes, yeah, that goes for every character that's not the Spellmans mm. at this point, to be honest. But she, she's, I think, been a particularly occasional character um, in in recent in recent times of the show. So it feels like we've had to make do without her yeah. for most of the time, anyway. But it's still very sad to see Barry Gross go because whenever she does show up, she's always she's always well, she always adds to the episode. You can't say, oh, Mrs. Quick being there meant nothing, or Mrs. Quick was annoying in this episode, or whatever. Like, I mean, beyond the, how the character's supposed to be kind mm. of irritating. Um, yeah, like she's always always plays a role really well, always. 
bring some solid laughs and uh, it'd be a shame that she's not there anymore. Yeah, I mean, it was always going to be inevitable anyway with her moving away onto the next sort of, you know, chapter of, of, of her life, you know, Sabrina at the end at the end of this season. But still, um, you know, it's still sad to see characters like this because, yeah, as I say, even though she was used pretty sparingly, particularly in this season, I think every, every time Mrs. Quick's been around, you know, she has been a worthwhile character to have. It's not just throwing in like a, a Brad or a Dreamer into it just to make numbers up you know mrs quick's always had her own little role um of this of this character that like sabrina i think does look up to in a sense that you know she gets on well with her she likes mrs quick but also mrs quick is a slightly odd uh woman she's very um kind of a bit uh i'm trying to think of some some some, some the right word for this she's um kooky but yeah, she's she's a yeah a very welcome character in this um, in this show, and it will be sad to see her go. Um, I just wish that again we're going to be saying the same thing about Mister Craft. I can tell. Um, I just wish wish she was in it more this season, really, to make the most of having her around. I, but, I'm uh, just yeah, I'm just annoyed at how how the show deals with just writing someone off. They don't. They just it. They just end. There's no goodbye. There's no closure. It's just that's it. I think in a lot of cases they don't actually know that they're not going to get them back. I think I think that's I think that's the big well, thing. Well, this it boils down to progression. Even the writers haven't got a fucking clue. Yeah, as we've said, progression isn't a real thing. In, in a to me, it is. We shouldn't talk about it. But um... to me, is it always? I didn't get that tattoo for nothing. <laughs> Um, at home, meanwhile, Salem is digging around in the very earthy or strangely dusty basement uh, where he finds a flake of magic. Zelda insists it's a bit of leftover magic dust, yet he uses it to conjure up a magical prospector to help him dig for more magic. Um, so this starts um, Salem's little side piece of this uh, side story of this episode. He's just finding around in the dirt, just looking for some gold, like a gold mine or a gold pipe. I mean, I know, I know, we go on about realm building. So magic is magic is oil. But at no point have they mentioned that magic is a natural resource. They, they say they're on like a fault line, don't they? Like, um, um, you know, they, they think there may be a this this pipe of magic. Uh, just obviously, and it turns out it is just at the bottom of their house. Very strange. We have had instances where like people can use up their magic, like people can run out of magic. So that's been hints that it's a finite resource. But if it's something that comes out the ground, then that suggests that one day they might just run out of it completely. Like, we might run out of oil one day completely. Yeah, it, it it's like a fossil fuel. Yeah, that raises some... Like, yeah, how is magic produced to exist in the ground? Like, it raises a hell of a lot of interesting questions and suggests that, like, the other realm, even though it has existed for thousands of years, might not might not go on forever. Well, this is it as well. Why, why, why is there another realm if the magic is in the mortal realm? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, uh, uh, you don't uh, hear of magic mines in the other realm. Only certain people, if when they're exposed to magic, they're able to do anything with it, and they're the people who live in the other realm. Like, yeah, like there's, it's just, it's just, it's just a lot, just a lot to think about. It's just a lot to think. There's about. a lot of I questions mean, we've, we, here. There's a lot of we've questions. We've seen, here. we've seen, obviously, mortals um, be um, exposed to small amounts of magic, and they can do magic very, very temporarily, or one spell or something like that. But yeah, you know, if you, if you stumble about or you know a, care, a a bunch of careless builders or contractors just you know split open a pipe and then they're just suddenly the most magical humans on earth it's it's very it's it, it's 
Maybe that's how superheroes are born. Also, builders are the most magical humans on Earth. They are. They, they, make, they make things. But it's very strange, though. I said, I know, like, witches are audited. You know, there was an episode about that. Was it last season, I think? I've never known it to be something that actually has to... Yeah, to be harvested, you know, and... Or... It's... 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 Very, it opens... It's... Yeah. It reminds me of... Um, reminds me of old... Uh... Star Wars Episode One, where we learn that the Force is an actual um, chemical mm. of sorts that can be measured in units and is just found in certain people's bloodstreams. Yeah, it re- just reminds me of Ghostbusters Two when there's that river of slime under New York City. To be honest, that's why I imagine it's just a big sort of river of just magic traveling through. Um, yeah, it's also really lucky that it's right below the Spellman's oh, house. I yeah. mean, did. Did they pick that location because of the goal, uh, uh, because of the magic mine and the magic vein, or 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 was it like unconscious? Did they just go, we're gonna go here because they felt uh, a magical pull? I, I, it's just it, so many questions, so many questions. I like the magical pull idea, like the sort of subconscious lure mm. of magic. I like that idea. Yeah. Why? Why I want to think about it is if you know mortals get wind of this if they ever like invaded or took over where this source is originating would that make witches kind of eventually lose all of their magic and the mortals would harvest the magic i again it it boils down to how many magic minds there are in uh, in the other realm mm. and if if magic minds are a common occurrence in the mortal realm or not magic minds though they're they're strippers right Back in the coffee shop, beans, beans, beans. Um, Josh, is, Josh invites Sabrina to watch The Godfather, and unfortunately, it is an offer she can refuse because her curfew would begin an hour into the movie because it's a very long film. Back at home, meanwhile, Salem and the prospector are digging around and find nothing but a sewage pipe. So we learn, as well as magic, which we find later on, there's also just you know a river of poo runs through it as well. So there's there's yeah. sewage. Um and I imagine. mean a river of poo runs through all towns. That's yeah, kind of that's very true. Um, yeah, it's called politics. Um, as, I mean, <laughs> lads, lads, lads. Um, just just regarding this particular scene, I don't know if you guys have uh, been to again the, the the heart of real sort of uh, movie and TV, um, you know, blunders and and news. It's you know the IMDb uh, trivia pages. I don't know. Have, have you seen anything about this episode? Goofs. You mean? No, I've not. No. Yeah, so, so someone, um, I won't name them because they, they don't need to be, they don't deserve it, um, but they actually said a, a goof of this uh, episode was if Salem had actually, in fact, been uh, hit by a sewage pipe, he would have flown away due to the, the the projectile sort of force of it, and the fact that he stayed still while getting um, sewage struck in his face was incredibly unrealistic. Well, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Jeez, I hope somebody got fired for that. What... The fr- I mean, for crying out that really, really, there's people out there going, well, um, actually, if you struck a sewer pipe, the pressure from that would have blown a cat across a room. It's fucking, it's a, it's a fucking TV show, and he's a puppet. Lloyd Grossman is going on there and saying, well, <laughs> well, absolutely, um, well, actually, not, not, got much, not got much else to do these days. You know, the the source business takes care of itself. You don't really see him on TV anymore, do you? That's what he's doing. Yeah, he's going. Who would live in a house like this? It's covered in shit. That's what he's saying. And the prospector tells us that he lost all his magic as he spent it all on booze, 
Girls and Mahjong, which gets a big giggle from the audience because it's a silly word associated with silly foreign people. Oh, Mahjong. Pretty much, yeah. Well, there we go. So we, so we lost. So again, not only using magic as, you know, like a natural resource like that, but magic can also be used as a literal sort of bargaining chip of, uh, you know, just, it can be used as currency. It's very, magic, I think, is just... I mean, Diversified. Magic's diversified. Yeah, That's I mean, there's going to be a lot of points for magic and progression just because it's progressed to a to a just a realm I just don't understand. But yeah, there we go. Magic can can be used as currency. There we go. Uh, Do you reckon there's a magic GDP for the other realm? Hmm. GDM. Yeah. And there's a a, a a a net a net magic profit. Do they? Do they have to harvest magic? And in some years, is there a bad harvest and everybody runs out of magic? Technically, it's called harv. You harvest gold from a from a vein, not from a mine, from a vein, and that's what they found. They found a vein of magic, so they're harvesting magic. So yeah, so there could be a good year and a bad year. Basically, I mean, our basically our um, whole perspective on the other realm has been challenged by this episode. They totally didn't mean it, but it has. <laughs> they didn't mean it, and they're not. They're not. They're not going to follow it. Follow up with it. Twenty years later, people who people who think way too deeply about this stuff would come along. Like uh, if you burst a, a sewer mm, pipe, the cat that, would fly yeah. across the room. Yeah, they are yeah. kicking themselves. Yeah. But we're not. Yeah, but we're not being pedantic though. We're we're theorizing. We're not like that man, for, uh, Chris. We're not like that man. We're not like. Salem should be dead now. We're, We're not like that. Salem's not alive. He's a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> real cat, real asshole. Back at Beans, Beans, Bees, and uh, Sabrina misses her curfew, doesn't do her homework, or hand her article in on time. Uh, so Hilda and Zelda have no choice but to ground her for a week, so she has to miss the senior sleigh ride. Meanwhile, downstairs, the prospector is wrestling Salem, and even watch this is it, and even watching in slow motion, I couldn't be sure that he didn't throw a real cat into a pit. Um, the real cat jumps on him, and then when he throws it, it still moves its body around as if he threw an actual cat in the air into a into the ground. That's why they had five of them. Cats, first of all, have nine lives. Second of all, they always land on the feet, so the cat's fine. If it was a real cat, it's fine, and was probably safer than throwing the puppet. Because the puppet would break. It's That's just it's science. You want to throw your cat into a hole at home? There you are. It's, it's fine. fine. Throw your cats around as much as you want. But people say there's not enough room to swing a cat. Well, just move outside and throw him in a hole instead. Find out. Yeah. Ding, ding dong bell, pussy's in the well. Who fucking cares? He'll land on his feet and get back out. So yeah, so he, so it, it's confirmed. Threw real cat into a hole, um, and then cat, real cat actually uh, jumps out. Um, either way, it turns out they hit a magic pipeline. Way! And all this magic starts flying out, and then Prospect has, a, has another wrestle with the cat. Um, magic or good fortune isn't in Sabrina's pipeline, unfortunately, because as well as being grounded, she gets suspended from work because a little thing happens happens where she keeps uh, she keeps giving freebies out like a bit extra syrup and a, and a bit of a, a more frothy coffee yeah um yeah it just seems like josh is all of a sudden a dick to her to fit the story which is yeah he's, he's chosen episode 19 to become her boss <laughs> it's like he's yes yeah you know he's been he's been that unless oh yeah unless he's realized that she's not ever gonna want him and so he's taking it out on her 
he suspends her um, and you know so it's potentially that she has lost a job because she's been given away freebies again a rule that she didn't want to follow um, Serena goes home to sulk and wishes she was somewhere with no rules at all and upon hearing that the prospector with his wheelbarrow full of magic he just throws a bit of magic at her and she suddenly appears in the wiki wow wiki wow wiki wiki wild wild west we didn't mention the uh, prospector either no, we haven't met. Well, we mentioned him by title. Um, uh, he's got a few more uh, at the end, which we'll, um, we'll swiftly move on. But uh, yeah, the Prospector. Have you, have you got some deets on this guy, Graeme? Pro- prospector played by uh, Richard Arela, uh, Juice Bigelow's dad. And uh, in a million other things. Um, yeah. Well, 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 well known that guy is Mr. Richard. I'm guessing if he was, if he was German, his name would be pronounced Arela. And it is a German name. But as he's American, fuck knows how he pronounces it. Could be real, could be Ryle, could be Ryler. I don't know, but he's he's still acting today, and he's still got that awesome moustache that 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 come that comes with. That's not just a prospector <laughs> thing. That's 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 just that's just what he rocks all the time. He didn't just grow it for this role of a lifetime as a prospector in Sabrina either. He always has it. That's good. I mean, it's a good job he wasn't in the firing line of a sewage pipeline because I've heard if you do burst a sewage pipeline, it's got enough force pressure behind it to just strip a moustache off your face. So um, it's just a good job he was. He wasn't the other side. That of is it. correct, Phil. Yes, that is that is what I have. I have a... I have heard as well. We're in the Wild West, um, which again is is a beautiful set, and it was probably filmed at the exact same time that. Um, do you remember when Dreamer accidentally took Sabrina to uh, the Wild West for one shot? I think they were superimposed onto an oh, old film. Oh, yeah, they probably were, to be honest. I recognised this set, though. I think, I mean, obviously it's a backcard. It wasn't made specially for this one episode of Sabrina. But I feel like I've seen other things, that have, other films that have used this set or other TV programmes that have used this exact uh, Western set. I mean, time was every film studio would have a Wild West set because they made so many Westerns. That's possibly not the case anymore, so maybe it's some kind of attraction. So uh, the Western town that Sabrina was in is actually the Paramount Ranch where uh, Uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman was filmed. Well, there we go. Never really watched much Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, so it's probably not where I've seen it, but it looked familiar. No, but I'm going to watch it for the set. That's why I'll um, (laughs) watch it. Uh, we're in the Paramount Ranch, and it's not long before uh, Sabrina t- uh, bumps into Aunt Zelda, or rather a sheriff version of Aunt Zelda, um, that immediately appoints Sabrina as the new sheriff to become, um, so she can become a dance hall girl, because that's that's every woman's dream, and they they make a big point of it, going, you know, that's, I've got no nothing else to do, I might as well just become a dancer. Well, there we go, and that's what she becomes. Well, we, they, you know, they, they make they make this big point about obviously the old the old west, you know having you know sort of toxic uh, toxic masculinity and all that the old west being hashtag problematic but then she was the sheriff which suggests you could be a girl boss in the old west you could be a good girl boss um so, but yeah, so salmon girl, salmon girl wasn't the the, the limit of your uh, are, 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 are we allowed are we allowed to use the phrase girl boss ceo we can also say i heard i heard it this week and i, I didn't like it all, 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 all ceos are equally vile regardless of their gender uh, so Sabrina heads to uh, a very quiet, very well-behaved saloon to find Aunt Hilda, or rather Miss Hildy, the owner of said sad saloon. Uh, it's not before long where she meets Harvey's deputy Fizz, which are very, very much liked, obviously due to his uh, obsession over a carbonated soda. Uh, Mrs. Quick, I think it's called Mrs. Quick Draw, is she? Or yes, uh, Quick Mrs. Silver? Um, and Josh who probably had a name, but I didn't note it down. Um, I know it's or, not Josh, because she says, Josh, and he's like, don't know him. 
So, yes, everything's dull in town due to all the rules. But obviously, as sheriff, she can break them up or instate as many as she wants. But she decides that she's going to break them all and everyone goes fucking mental. And, yeah, we get a nice little um, montage of just everything going mad. People are gambling, people are dancing, people are just Harvey's drinking too much. Uh, Spirits are high and spirits are consumed. That is until a panicked Salem arrives on a wagon to say that the Pantaloon kid is on his way um obviously nip kai having a great time putting on this uh, silly little voice and salem obviously what a voice what a voice actor that is that is prop that is proper voice acting that he's doing there oh my god it's the bedroom kid yeah. everyone else is just like kind of a bit half-heartedly bit half-heartedly saying yee <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. but but yeah that, yeah nick nick McKay is is, is, go, is going the full nine yards with his with his western voice and it. it's deeply deeply appreciated it's, it's very good obviously just again it doesn't matter if it's salem or just obviously just the voice behind salem always there to give us a good time no, no matter where we are and, and obviously worth it a lot more in this uh you know western funnier setting that we found ourselves in uh, the name alone is enough to send everyone in town into a frenzy and no one will give her any more information because A, they're terrified and B, there's no rule in place to say they have to. Salem says that the petulant kid is on a quest to destroy all authority, is another way he says. It's the authority. And no one can stand up to the petulant kid. So Sabrina tries to rally the townsfolk. However, it appears they're all a little worse for wares as by abolishing all the rules that, that were in place, they're in a much worse position. Like um, uh, Miss Hildy's lost all her money. Um, Aunt Zelda the dancer is, um, I think, a, a feet of... I was going to say they're broken. Frenchy. Frenchy, that's it, yeah. Frenchy's feet, they're not broken. They're just, just hurting. Um... Obviously, uh, Harvey seems up for it, but he passes out, I think, by cardiac arrest or something. Um, and uh, Josh, is, is, is he like broke his shoulder or something because he's been throwing too many sodas down the... Um, uh, it, no, he's, he's, been, he's been slamming down too many sarsaparillas. Sarsaparillas down the, down the line, so... I enjoyed this because I've seen one Western in my life, um, and it's High Noon starring Gary Cooper. And this is High Noon, the plot of... There's this outlaw going to town and the sheriff doesn't think he can manage it so he's trying to recruit the townspeople to, to help him that's definitely what they were going for and it's the one western film i've seen so that was well, lucky, there wasn't go. it? so you were watching so you you picked up on I, all the little I, gags I, i'm not gonna lie to you graham i thought i thought i thought that was every western film well actually most western films are like you know like the lone like you know sheriff or you know whatever like standing up to the bad guy so much so that john wayne said that uh, high noon was the least american thing he'd ever seen because Gary Cooper had to ask for help, and that's not what Americans do. But of course, John Wayne was a fucking prick, and I think the fact he was such a prick is a big reason why I've not watched many westerns. Yeah, because because well, obviously they what, all star John Wayne. What John Wayne yeah, says, yeah, what John Wayne says is is that it's not American. What American is just to be abhorrently racist and uh, yeah, just exactly. awful, and walk like you've got a poo in your bum, but you don't kind of want to walk too much in case it falls out. Um, Funnily enough, when he died, he had twelve pounds of compacted feces in his colon. There we go. How do you know that? It's mentioned on Jackass of all places. <laughs> he was a piece of shit, wasn't he? Twelve, twelve he old pounds. Shit. Twelve old pounds of it. I, I've only seen one western, and it's Blazing Saddles. That's the, that's the, that's well, I've seen Blazing Saddles. But I don't mean that. I've seen Django Unchained as well, but I mean like Golden Age westerns. Uh, and then obviously, it's not just the townsfolk who are not going to willing to help Sabrina. Sabrina beautifully jumps onto uh, the horse to giddy up, but the horse doesn't want to because he's got no rules to tell him that he has to ride off with her on him. Um, I like that. Yeah, I like the subtitled horse. 
Substance Horse, very, very fun. Um, eventually, the train pulls into town, and yes, you guessed it, the petulant kid was Sabrina all along. Um, she's her own and her family and friends' worst enemy. This apparently, them meeting, was in trailers for this season, for season four, and people were thinking, oh my god, it's Sabrina's evil twin, she's back, oh my god, there's going to be another battle. Oh yeah! Um, but no, it just turns out it, it wasn't, It it's just obviously just a, a reflection of her um, abolishing all the rules kind of self. So people were there expecting there was going to be another like hoedown showdown with, uh, with Sabrina and I forgot the name of her evil twin from season three. Katrina. There we go. Big Sabrina head, aren't you, Graham? Uh, so I thought um, she did a much better job of portraying an alternate version of herself this time than she did last time. Like I think there's a whole there's a whole different like delivery and walk and everything mm. to the petulant kid, whereas I remember Katrina basically just being Sabrina to the point where it was very hard to tell them apart. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she was very being, um, I guess, very like evil sort of John Wayne. I mean, John Wayne was evil anyway, but like just uh, just walking around, you know, a bit of a strut, bit of a uh, yeah, a bit of an attitude rather than yeah. Katrina yeah. was just yeah, just a reflection who was very sneakily sort of evil wasn't she she was uh, very subtly evil whereas this one here is just uh, just a big old meanie so yeah so she's running she's going to start running around the town very shortly but uh, yeah someone we didn't mention because uh, i was too busy talking about salem uh was mr craft is what was he's like is he called Ni- nice willy or good willy or something like that he's he's called i wish i wish he was called good willy <laughs> um it's i think it's, it's called sweet will i think sweet will yeah um, so we- I'm gonna take. Isn't 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 Good Willy Free Willy's brother? Either way, that was a very awkward moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we had uh, Mr. Craft as uh, as a sweet Will. Um, obviously, just he's just being all, all nice and friendly. Sabrina, I think, just he's in prison because he left a wagon parked incorrectly and that's why obviously there's a rule um against inappropriately parking your your wagon or stagecoach so she she lets him out because she's like oh whatever but obviously that comes to there's mind a, there's a joke there about parking your wagon incorrectly is is there now chris would you like to explain said joke no well i i know there's a joke there i just don't know what it is it's it, it, it's got to be something to do with western it's got to be something to do with the the wonderful brothel house and parking wagons the, the, there's something there there's i don't know there. it also could be the 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 wagon could be um you know just another way to describe the wagon shaped shit that was still in john wayne when he passed or didn't pass rather um <laughs> <laughs> he didn't pass it before he passed yeah do you reckon he was buried with it with the, sh- the shit, I-, I don't know. I mean, what did he die of? If he died of colon cancer or something, then perhaps, um, you know, they may have had to actually, you know, in the autopsy, uh, kind of scoop the shit out. Mind you, I reckon, Chris, to know it was £12, he would have had to have scooped the shit out and weighed it. That's very true, yeah. that, that you would so, have to scoop yeah. the shit. But what actually happened was that they buried um, his body, but then his family had an urn full of the £12 of shit <laughs> uh, on their mantelpiece. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how they'll remember him. Yeah. That's a giant piece of shit. So uh, yes, yeah, so we're running around with the um, the fear of the, the petulant kid coming, but obviously petulant kid uh, Sabrina rocks up. Um, they then proceed to uh, go for you know a, a gunfight, a quick draw contest. Uh, but it turns out that their guns are just fingers with triggers on them, uh, which I thought was 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 a very good, very fun gag. They kind of they kind of creep kind of creepy though. Aren't they? Oh, extremely creepy. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm guessing that was due to censorship. I don't think they were allowed to show guns. Possibly. 
But it was also playing into the whole you do magic with your finger thing. Yeah, I, I think it's more to that. But it would have been a fortuitous thing that meant that they didn't have to deal with people shooting guns at a kid's show. But then again, did people, sh- did people shoot guns in Boy Meets World, the war episode that we saw? They definitely had them. They had them, so they could show them. Possibly yeah. they couldn't show them being fired, I don't know. Yeah, and Sabrina had that episode where Caligula was talking about all the sex that's going to go on and... Or, oh no, she said orgies. Sabrina said orgies. So you can't tell me that they're just going to mask what a gun looks like, but still openly mention the word orgy. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. It is America, so they would have hidden orgies but shown guns. Mm. I don't know in the Columbine area, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like it, it's, it's entirely possible that they you couldn't fire a gun on a maybe even on. Well, probably on television, but certainly not in a on a children's show um, in, in these days. Um, yeah, so they produce guns that look like pointing fingers, and the petulant kid finger bangs Sabrina and her hat. <laughs> Mate, I was just drinking some water then. <laughs> what do you, you have a problem with? <laughs> finger bang. That's what she did. She she got the finger gun and she banged <laughs> uh, banged Sabrina with, and a, and a hat came off. I genuinely had just taken a big gulp of water. If we were recording in person, your living room would have been soaked. So they produce guns that look like pointing fingers and the petulant kid figure bangs Sabrina and her hat off. Uh, After a cowardly plea from Salem, Sabrina eventually arrives at a dead end because the the end that she's trying to escape escape from has been blocked by that bloody nice Willy's Willy's, uh, wagon. (laughs) It's not nice Willy. Fucking hell. Finger finger bangs her hat off and now it's been blocked by the nice Willy. (laughs) What's his name? I don't know, Phil, but this is a carry on up the old west. <laughs> it's not fucking nice, Willy. It's sweet Will. Finger bangs, nice willies. Sweet Will. Sorry, just okay. it has turned very carry on very quickly, isn't it? But yeah, um, so so yeah, so what? What's his name? It's not nice, Willy. Sweet Will. So it's been blocked by by Sweet Will's sort of wagon. She's like, ah, oh, bastard, and is asked for her last words off the petulant kid, which she puts into a sentence that reveals that she now understands the importance of rules, and without them, the world would be like a chaotic, lawless town, which she's found herself in. The uh, and an, an ammoless villain retreats, and Sabrina then reinstates all of the rules for a cheering crowd, and she then returns home. So it's very much a, oh, I'm nearly dead, but I've learned the importance of this lesson and all's well that ends well everyone cheers and yeah she returns uh, back to the real world after school special indeed um, it turns out that the plan was actually hilda and zelda's idea and the prospector jedediah is a master of this kind of spell as his business card states he's a prospector teen rebellion squelcher and a circumcision administrator as well as we we find out a moyle a moyle yes I did like how Sabrina like came back from the old west, and all of a sudden there's a guy, there's a prospector there, and her reaction to it like, I could have been with you in the old west. Yeah, yeah. She's like, and where, she's, where were you? Well, yeah, because she's saying, and you, you know, the Wizard of Oz, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there. And she sees a prospector, she's like, you weren't there, strangely. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there. Why? I could have done with you. And he's like, oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, it, it turns out that he wouldn't have been able to help anyway because he used, um, obviously it took a lot of effort for him to, to, to manage that particular spell. But yeah, it, Sabrina, still grounded, heads to the coffee shop to get her job back, while Salem, still magicless, asks the prospector to divvy up the magic that they scored. Unfortunately, he used it all on that big old spell, and Salem, obviously furious at having nothing once again, is treated to a snow cone maker to uh, ease the pain. And then... 
They run out of material. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the credits roll. And yeah, that's I've got I've got no, I've got nothing else, guys. That's it. The end of episode nineteen. Uh, the wild wild witch. Um, obviously, we, we discussed at, at the top about our initial thoughts, but going through that, do you think it's um, uh, obviously? I know it's it's wrapping up. We have three episodes left of this particular season. Do you think it's going in the right direction? Do you think we need a bit more wrapping up, or is it? Ca- sorry, sorry, Phil. There's there's a direction of all this. Well, more like like, do you think it should be? So we should be looking at the okay. Sabrina's moving on to the next chapter of her life now. We know it's coming. It's been teased a couple of times within this season. Or do you think it's okay to have just this one-off silly episode where she learns learns a lesson that she she's learnt multiple times in the in the seasons past? I mean, that's all they they are really is that she kind of learns a very similar lesson. Mm. Like that's I don't know. It's just a it's just a popular go to uh, you know sort of plot device at this point. It's fine as we've, we've kind of resigned ourselves to like progression not being a thing in this show because it's a kid sitcom why would there be any progression yeah so yeah it's fine it's fine yeah i think i think what would have just been better though is again like at the tease at the, the start of the season just having dreamer as that um you know just sort of um, which is you know it's not very very good about it and stuff and obviously in in, in the first episode where we had dreamer uh, uh, sabrina was telling her you can't do this around them you can't do that yada 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 and we talked about on, on the last episode talking about that dreamer and uh, this dreamer and sabrina's relationship is just kind of wasted because they're supposed to be close but we've just not seen anything to do it this would have been much better if it was um dreamer getting frustrated at all these rules because sabrina's telling her about um you know all the things she can and can't do in the mortal realm while she's living there and she then is in the position that Sabrina was and Sabrina had to defeat Dreamer about it and stuff. I just think it would have been made a much better episode if if they'd actually utilised um, just a, a better character for it rather than it just being Sabrina at the age of almost 18 or 18 really kind of recapping on a lesson she has already learned in you know past seasons. That was all. Alas, we didn't realise at the time when Drew was introduced that they'd clearly only signed her in to do like ten episodes or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be it'd be worse if she was there in the episode but not being used. But she just they just clearly don't have for her and Brad and and Mister Craft and people like they just clearly don't have like they're clearly not signed on for the season and so yeah. like they can't be used <laughs> a lot of the time because they're literally not there. Like, is it really the only beef that that we, that we have with this season? primarily it's just because you know at, at the top of, of the season we had these two characters teased who who make who sound at least of make for an interesting season a witch hunter and uh, a new sort of shitty witch that sabrina using her experience of the last sort of three seasons of you know helping her uh transition into a, a, an actual fully functioning witch but that they, they've just kind of just not been used and it's just uh it's just another Another thing for Sabrina to overcome, I guess, and obviously... Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was going to mention as well, is like you said, there's three episodes of the season left, but what what the fuck's the season finale going to be? Because the witch hunter's gone. Yeah. I can tell you, I can tell you it's, called, it's called The End of an Era. That's what that's what that the episode's called. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I do know what the season finale is, and it's there's absolutely no allusion to it at the moment. I think it's, it's going to come pretty out of nowhere, and... 
We'll wait until we get to it. Yeah, well, well, I mean, we'll, we, like I said, we've got a couple of episodes left to go to that, but we might as well uh, finish off this one that we're doing, uh, episode 19, uh, The Wild Wild Witch, uh, open brackets, wiki wiki are close brackets. Um, yeah, might as well just say, in, in a um, grade this episode in a yeehaw, I guess, um, Chris, as as the one who originated the, the yeehaw scale, um, yeah, yeehaw to your heart's content about how you felt about this episode. Yeehaw. Oh, I'm not too sure. I sound more like a donkey. Um, I don't quite know how to grade a donkey. Um, is that worse or better off than a cowboy? Yeehaw. Okay, okay. I felt like I understood you. Um, yeehaw. <laughs> I think I'll go for the same. Just, just yeehaw. It was just an adventure that started, finished, and we had a bit of fun in between it. It's just like, it's just, we're kind of just looking at it that these episodes could have just been better with 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 the other assets that they had with them so that there were some yees and there were some hearts yeah <laughs> well yeah i was gonna say if if we were doing the old grading it would have got a five for magic because the entire episode was essentially magic there was magic by the wheelbarrow yeah. load pe- pe- people were getting covered in magic by the sweet wheelbarrow load <laughs> but uh, yeah we might as well talk about the next one chaps would you like to know what the name of episode 20 of our season four is called yeah go on then it's called She's back with four A's. That isn't she. She's back with four is A's. Is that Aunt Vespa? No, Aunt Vespa. She's not a scooter. She was Vesta. Vespa. That's what I said. No, Vespa. She's not. Uh, she's not Vespa. Vesta. Like the she's Vesta, like the match. I don't think they can afford Raquel Welsh anymore, since they can't even afford to have like the regular cast appear mm-hmm. in the majority of episodes. So I'm guessing it's somebody. Sabrina's cousin? Oh, yes. Um, yeah. The bratty girl. Yeah, she's back. <laughs> Thanks. And boy, <laughs> is she causing all kinds of trouble. Okay, well, there we go. Episode 20, she's back. Um, yeah, it's cousin Amanda, and oh boy, is she causing all sorts of kinds of trouble. Um yeah. Is that the synopsis of the episode? It might as well be. Uh, no, it says, Cousin Amanda returns to the mortal realm and isn't her usual bratty self. So, obviously, Sabrina oh. suspects that she is actually up to something. Isn't she played by another Hart sister? So she'd be she very is, she is Emily Hart, um, the voice actress of Sabrina in the animated series. You say that every time she's on the show. Chris, if you forget what the name of the fucking coffee shop's called, you might forget about me trivia about Emily Hart. No, I remember the trivia. I can't remember the coffee shop. Why can't you remember the fucking... <laughs> I don't know why I can't remember the coffee Being shop. Being there, brewed that. You keep asking him as well. You don't. You tell him that Emily Hart was the voice of Sabrina in the animated series, so he remembers. You just just keep saying to him, what's it called, without telling him. That's why. It, that's what it is. If you went to the coffee shop, which bit of trivia for you? It's called being there, brewed that. Okay. Then you remember. John Wayne, which bit of trivia for you? Died with twelve pounds of compacted features <laughs> in his coat. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to remember that. <laughs> I, I've, do you want to know the best part as well, Phil? Every time you try and tell me the name of the coffee shop, Graham talks over you, so I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee shop's called Twelve Pounds of Shit. <laughs> yes. Um, as for this one, I do hope you have enjoyed it. My name has been Phil Dean. I've been joined by my closest buddies. Uh, they've been Mr. Graham Rowley. Thank you very much, Graham. You're welcome. Thank you very much, Chris Evans. Uh, thank you very much, Philip. And uh, yeah, if you would like to communicate with us, sometimes we can do that back. 
Uh, you just have to catch us on a good day. Um, you can follow us on social media. Uh, Twitter, we are at Sabrina Watch. And on Facebook, we are Sabrina the Teenage Watch. Always um, getting an increase of fans on Facebook. So thank you very much for following us. I know we don't give you any reason to or any material to, but uh, it just it just shows how much people are finding us. And, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been a great great period of time to see uh, you know the number of, of followers increase uh, quite hugely over the last sort of uh, year or so so thank you very much uh, one and all um, if you would like to leave us a review because that would be splendid you can do wherever you find your podcast may every little thing you do be, be magic, magic.